now is the final stop before we reach the top 10 movies of all time list. It, it, can, can you tell me what stop we're at? We're at movies that influence us, Fields. Yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's good for me. I'll stop here. Oh, are you sure you want to get off right here? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do top 10 lists. They're, they're very confining. Okay. Please exit the bus. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. I feel much more comfortable here. So, uh, today, welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, Baby. It must be a Tuesday. It must be. It must be, because I don't think we've ever uploaded this on any other day than a Tuesday. That would uh, destroy the pattern a little bit there, wouldn't it? It would mean that you don't know when to expect to hear our voices coming into your ears. Are you okay? You look tired. Oh, I just yawned in the middle of all that. I know. <laughs> Not that you would know. Yes. Thank like, you. Kitty wants to call you out. Yes. Thank you for telling us your influential movies, Kitty. <laughs> Her like, most influential movie is Cats, Cats and Dogs. She hated the ending, though. But she's highly anticipating the new movie Cats with Taylor Swift. <laughs> look what you made me do, Taylor Swift. I think she's still riding that Captain Marvel high. Oh, yeah. She's like, my time has come. The Flurkins are awakening. But today we are talking about 10 movies that influenced us or defined us as people. Because I refused to do a top 10 list of favorite movies of all time. Well, to counterbalance that uh, and to not make it list like all top 10-y, I made a few extra. I just listed movies that were influential for me and I didn't count a number to kind of counterbalance that okay thanks so i i'm i'm sure so we're gonna kind of go through some of these movies and maybe you'll find some new movies that you've never heard of or that you think you should watch now that's one of the benefits to this i think yeah most of these you've probably heard of because i i am i am influenced by the mainstream a lot of the time he's a blockbuster boy I always have been. We used to go every week. <laughs> <sighs> we're, Those were the days. We're old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to stick to mainly 10 movies. If it goes off topic, it goes off topic. But Amy, we've never gone off the rails on any of our episodes. Casey, I think with the community of trust that we built with our audience... We shouldn't lie to them. We did they just get better. off the struggle bus. <laughs> we did. All aboard the struggle bus. Population, me. Oh, so you are going to the top ten. Stop. No. Then stay off the struggle bus. <laughs> uh, All right. So, so yeah. I'll, I'll let you lead this All since right. you are our resident cinephile. Ooh, it is true. In college, they called me the movie guy because I literally had towers of stacks of movies and now you just have cupboards and bookshelves yep. and boxes yep so casey owns all movies ever at least all movies ever that he's mediocrely liked <laughs> yes <laughs> so i want he owns a special edition steelbooks i wanted to start with a movie 
It was the first one. I don't think it was the first movie I saw in theaters, but it was definitely the first I remember seeing. Yep. Because I think if it was the first I ever saw in theaters, I'm told it was the Barney movie. <laughs> <laughs> what what Barney movie? There was like a Barney movie of like a stage thing, I think. Oh. Maybe. Oh, I have no idea. I think we saw it. This I is mean, like according to records from my mother. But the one that I still remember seeing somehow, even though I was only like four years old, was Titanic. I never saw Titanic until I was 17. 17. I Uh, know that because of the specific circumstances in which I had to see that movie. I remember as well. So we were supposed to be, it was... Uh, my family, so my mom, my dad, my brother, or pff, my brother. Your I'm brother? The I'm the brother. Whoa! Repressed <laughs> memories are becoming unrepressed. I'm the brother. My dad's brother, my uncle. Not uh, the mama. Not the mama, not the mama. Yes, yeah, she came too. And my sister. So me, my dad, my sister, and my uncle, and Your myself. Your dad's brother. Yes. I. I am the brother. <laughs> Me, Tarzan. Uh, <laughs> Me, brother. Good you, Jane. St- yeah. <laughs> so, good start to that, huh? Uh, we were going to a hockey game, and uh, the traffic was, like, so bad, and we were going to be late, and so it was just all all around bad. And so they're like, let's turn around and go see a movie nearby. And uh, so we just happened to go see a movie that was playing at the time. And that movie happened to be Titanic because everyone wanted to see it. When was Titanic? 1997. Oh. I was four years old. I was like, you were a baby. Yep. Going to see a really long movie. Yeah. And that's what happened. The whole time I sat on everyone's lap for a huge portion of the time. That's how long that movie was. I sat on everyone's lap for about half an hour. <laughs> so, you, so, well, really more. I was spent more time on my mom's lap. Uh, do you remember this? I do. I remember. I remember switching laps. I remember my butt getting tired. I remember looking back at the projection screen and being like, "Oh, so that's how it works." And uh, yeah, I have like little images that I still remember from that. Oh, okay. So, that was my earliest memory of the cinema. Oh, I have a bonus thing I just remembered. Cool. Uh, And so, I have ever since then enjoyed the appearance of a certain actor named Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kate Winslet. Well, yes, but that's for different reasons. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll leave it at that. That's fine. No one doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, just the fact that I'm just like, ah, uh, yes, that was when Casey knew which side of the fence he was on. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, what about you? Uh, well, I will make an anecdote because this I don't count it as an influential movie to me, but I'm pretty sure it's on your list. All right. Uh, if it's not. I can say that because I remember also the first movie I saw in theaters, but I'm not listing that one because it doesn't. Make... Just I'm curious what it was. Oh well, is it on your list? I don't know. If it is, are you going to talk about it next? Uh, sure. Okay, Lion King. Ah, yeah, it's on my list. Okay, once we get to it on your list, I'll give you the lovely anecdote of Sweet. my experience seeing the Lion King. Uh, but speaking of Disney, Mulan. Ooh. Mulan was. Like, 
one of the top things I would watch and watch and watch and watch as a kid and I just wanted to be her like I thought she was a badass she, it had all the cool songs but it was one of the first like instances I remember being like this this girl is doing all this cool stuff and she's better at it than all the other dudes and as someone who was always interested in so many things that were tech considered boy things which was never an instant an issue in my family was always like a problem going to school it was cool to see the girl doing all of the boy stuff and getting to do it and being you know better at it than them because I'm gonna do a not humble brag I was better at it than all the boys who were interested in all the same things that I was in school despite the fact that they tried to tell me not and I knew better um, and it was just like she's always been like the female heroine I want to be and forever has been well good old ming na wen carrying that tradition on in agents of shield right <laughs> uh, she's so cool when she, when they announced that it was her on agents of shield and i realized that that was mulan i was like <gasps> the gasp she's like uh michelle rodriguez who just like can't play a, a like not she badass. only places yeah exactly uh yeah you know are you ready to get disappointed in me? Sure. I have only seen that movie once, and it was on a charter bus. Well, lovely friends, we're going to remedy that tonight or something. <laughs> uh, You're like, this has been the final episode <laughs> talking to me, baby, as I have lost my will to podcast with this despicable human being. Indeed. So Mulan is... And it was just one of those things where I... It w I saw that movie at a time in my life as a child when I was not comfortable with myself and it, was, and it was really that same instance and seeing her go through that was big for me. And she had a pet dragon, sort of. I mean, Mushu's not a pet, but she had a dragon. And I learned very early on my love of dragons, though we'll talk about like when I really fully realized that a little bit later. All right. Uh... I guess you're passing the torch to me. Indeed I am. Uh, so my next one is Grease. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was a dancing little fiend as a kid. And uh, I remember we when we got that movie at a... I think we went to Toy Story. Toy Story. Went to Toys R Us. <laughs> R.I.P. And then uh, went to a Best Buy and picked up a VHS... My sister got to pick the movie, and she picked Grease on VHS. And from then on, I was obsessed with Danny Zuko, and used to dance. And like all my sister's little friends, uh, used to love getting me to dance to uh, Grease Lightning because I would just go for it. And that was nothing one has changed. Nope. And that was like one one of the things that fueled my performance spirit that I have kept my entire life uh, if I had to trace it back definitely uh, dancing to Grease Lightning and I did I was a ring bearer in a wedding when I was like three years old and that's what I Baby Casey was very active yes life. Baby Casey was very active and just wanted to dance like Danny Zuko in Grease Lightning uh, I remember 
um, when my high school went through like the grease phase. I feel like every high school goes through the grease phase. For us, it was a community theater. Yeah. And just like it was everywhere and it was the only movie that like when teachers didn't want to teach that they would show and it was just so much. I love the movie. Like for as campy and as silly as it can be, it's way better than the stage show if you ask me. Yes. Because I did the stage show and I'm like, ooh. I'm also pretty sure. Not very good. I had that CD in like fifth grade. Most people had that CD. Yeah, and I'm also pretty sure because like I have the memorable instance of two different things being done at our like fifth grade talent show, and one of them was Grease, and the other one was Barbie Girl, and that's because they didn't know that Barbie Girl was a very inappropriate song for children because the name Barbie. <laughs> it must. It's got Barbie. It's what could go wrong. I mean, full circle moment. They came back. Yes, it did. If you didn't know, she performed a lip sync song to Barbie Girl. We can talk about lip syncs another day because that's coming up really soon. Um, so what's another one for you? For me? Uh, for me, we can go to Dragons and just fancy in gen- general, which was uh, Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to go with Fellowship. All right. You know what? I'll just join you at the end of that train because I'm... That's also on my list, and so I will go with Return of the King, so we can just, we'll just... Have these just two towers? Go on that train. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that hit me in middle school, and I, I don't know if up until that point I really understood, like, the entire scope of fantasy, and it, it hit me so hard, Same. and forever influenced all of my interests and like my interests in like magic my interest in elves and dragons and just like everything else the world could be can be partially traced back to do you have a favorite lord of the rings character or just one that you are very attached enamored to or yeah attached to legolas yeah that was me i went from like frodo to legolas and then yeah, I was a huge Legolas fan. Yeah, though I and will, that will carry on. Yes, and later on to this episode, it will. Though I will say, the more I've aged into adulthood, the more I've understood and really enjoyed uh, Aragorn. Same. I think Aragorn's my favorite now. High five! You can hear that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like as as an adult now, I'm just like yeah, Aragorn, and I just I love Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. No, he's awesome. And. Uh, for those of you who haven't, which I'm sure is most people, uh, if you ever get a chance to just listen to him talk in person, mm-hmm. talk about Captivate. He was just like, just talking, and I was just like, this man can talk for as long as he wants forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I will listen. Um, but yeah, that was like a huge defining moment of my life. I had a weird, like introduction like my path through lord of the rings and seeing them and everything was very strange so tell me how it went for you uh, what was your path of seeing lord of the rings all three uh, well okay the first time i ever heard of lord of the rings because i read books for a very long time but i'd never come across like the books until the movie started to come out um just because i was young and they just hadn't made their way into my life because my parents aren't, were not big like fantasy people. They were big sci-fi people. Um, no. No, exactly. Uh, so, fun fact. 
Uh, my cousin, the one that you've met, uh, her mom took me and her to go see the Jimmy Neutron movie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in theaters. And the preview for that had the Lord of the Rings, the first one, Fellowship of the Ring. And I remember remembering nothing about that trailer except for the blonde elf man (laughs) who walked by. And I was like, that's cool. He has pointy ears. He looks like he's made of snow. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I remember seeing that and just being just like interested, but not really understanding what it was. And then I had a friend in middle school who really liked the first movie and I saw the first movie through her and from then on I was hit really hard I did went, you see it in theaters the first movie yes I because I went with her to uh-huh. see it which was like her second or third time seeing it mm-hmm. um and then I we went to the midnight release of two towers which was super fun and there were some people dressed up and everything. And then I went with... I can't remember if my dad was there. I know my mom was there. I think it was my mom and dad. But uh, we went to go see Return of the King. And I don't remember if it was an opening day or not. Or anything like that. But I do remember just being in the audience. And if you've seen Return of the King, you know that the ending, like, there's this part and then fade. And then this part and then fade. The audience just standing up because they think it's the end and then sitting down and then standing up and then sitting down. <laughs> it, it was so funny. And you just, every time that it would come back in, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they always harp on Return of the King for being like, it has so many endings when really it doesn't. It doesn't. And if, it just has scenes. If, you're afraid, if that terrifies you, read the book because the ring gets destroyed barely halfway through the third book. There's a whole other half of that book. Yep. Uh, so my experience was, I mean, like I had seen all this stuff and I was always interested in it. And the first, uh, the first community theater play that I saw, which I ended up doing several shows there later, as kind of a full circle thing. But the first thing I saw was The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. I saw the stage play The Hobbit, and it blew my mind. And we had also had it read to us a little bit by uh, my librarian. Uh, cause you know, uh, did you guys do that? Um, like how, like at the community library or at school? No, like at school. Did, would they ever read to you or anything? Uh, it was always in classrooms. That's how like we did Roald Dahl and stuff, but we never got read to by the librarian. Oh. That I remember. Yeah. My fourth grade teacher, which is when I, fourth grade was when I got into Lord of the Rings and everything. Fourth grade teacher was, fourth, 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 fourth grade teacher was obsessed with Roald Dahl. And uh, we like, so I got exposed to all the Roald Dahl yeah. in her class. Um. Uh, but yeah, we would have sometimes like where we would get to go look for books and check out books. We but would before do that. that yeah. uh, we would all get sit, sat down, sat down, sat down, sat down. We would all sit and <laughs> <laughs> in our row or whatever. And the librarian, who I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. would would do all these cool things. Um, she would read to us, and one time she read us a little bit of The Hobbit. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm thralled as heck. And then we saw the play on it, and I was like, this is so cool. Um, and so so I was familiar with that world, and I knew that The Lord of the Rings was part of it. And uh, I remember it was like, I don't think it was rainy. It might have rained, but it was a very cloudy day. And my parents, I believe, went to like a work day at the church. They went to go help mm-hmm. out with something there. And uh, I stayed home and watched 
both VHSs of Lord of the Rings because you ha- I had to get up in the middle of it and switch <laughs> the VHS. Uh, so I'm pretty sure most of the people who listen to this are of an age to know what VHS is. Maybe. If not, God, we are old. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do remember always going to get the extended edition DVDs yeah. when, I, when they came out. Yeah. Uh, and so... I just remember just being all snuggled, just like all tucked up watching the, the first movie. And then when it was over, I was like, holy crap, it was that long. I was just so mm. in it. And then that was right around the time where the Two Towers video game came out. And uh, and so I think I had already missed the Two Towers in theaters, uh, but I played through the game, so I kind of knew the story a bit. And that's when I bought the the box set of the Lord of the Rings books and the Hobbit. And so I started reading those. Um, and I wanted to get to two towers because of all the battles and stuff. And that's when I learned that books and movies aren't always the same. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I had read Harry Potter before that. And I was like, Oh, so when you see the movie, it's just like the book. No, not always. No, <laughs> that's how I learned. <laughs> uh, and so from there, how many Harry Potter movies were out by that time? Uh, at that point, uh, I was getting into it, like, right around Chamber of Secrets time. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I read those and, uh, and ended up passing it and read The Return of the King and all that. Loved it. And I remember the day, my last day of fifth grade, so my fifth grade graduation, I was treated with my dad. Because my mom had to work, and so my dad was there, and uh, we got out of school early, and he took me to Walmart, because Return of the King came out on DVD that day. And to that, up until that point, I had been watching another movie, another certain movie, uh, every night before I went to bed, and I had watched it almost 50 times. Like, that's what I watched every night when I went to bed, it was the same movie, and I was watching the special features for Return of the King and fell asleep, and when I woke up, I woke up like a few hours later, and I'm like... This is a sign. I cannot. I do not need to watch this movie before I go to bed every night again. The curse has been lifted, uh, and so yeah, all sorts of different media has uh, has been my conglomerated mishmash that is Lord of the Rings for me, and it is still probably my favorite fandom. It. That's the one I geek out the hardest for. I feel like we can do another episode on specifically like fandoms we were hardcore in. Yep. Spoiler alert for that, it's Lord of the Rings for me. Spoiler alert, there's a lot of them for me. I mean, my life in fandom is deep. Uh, real quick to end the Lord of the Rings thing, we had the book fair going on at one point, yeah. and this was like right around when Return of the King came out, and so I never saw any of them in theaters. I always wanted to. I wanted to see Return of the King in theaters, but I didn't have anyone that would take me or go with me because they're like, oh, it's well, so long. should have gone to Florida. It's so long. It's so long. I but, mean, I was very lucky to have a mother that would go with me, despite the fact that she hates them. <laughs> and so I wanted a Legolas poster that was at the book fair. Uh, and it's in my Yes, it's in my closet right now. And I was like, I want that poster. I want it so badly. I love Legolas. He's so awesome. I want it. And my mom's like, no, you can't have it. But please, no. And uh, cut to, because this was like, like, like a Friday or Saturday, because we would have like little dinners that you could order and yep. like a fundraiser thing. Did you guys do that? 
Like the chicken dinner thing? Mm. Okay, anyway. Uh, we have book fairs. Yeah, well, it would always coincide with the book fairs. Nope. And, uh... We had the hair and hoopla. Sure. And <laughs> so, a couple days later, they had a drawing for a $25 uh, gift certificate. Gift certificate. Woo! Gift certificate. Looks like I stayed on the struggle bus. <laughs> uh, and I won. So, I got a couple of books and two Lord of the Rings posters. Both of them are still here, in fact. One of them was the Legos one, and one was a super cool one from Return of the King. So I was like, ha take that, Mom! <laughs> also, It was the first have, time and last time I won anything. I had the same Legos poster, and I think I still have it in my closet. Also, uh, I don't know where I got that. It might have been a book fair. I don't remember. Or it might have been the bookstore. I honestly don't remember. But I do remember, uh, This is this your turn or my turn now? Uh, it was your turn toward... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have a drink down here. I'm going to take a sip of my drink. Okay. I'm... okay, I will move on since that was technically a double round for both of us. Yes. Okay, Because so... I had, like, I was ready to specifically talk about Return of the King and you had Fellowship, so we just covered the whole thing. Yep, so let's talk about then. If we're going down the book fair path. Uh, Harry Potter. Woo. So, we could say all of the movies, because they are, like, 100% all of the movies. It's on my list, too. Yeah. Uh, I think I had spe specific... No, that didn't help. The drink didn't help. <laughs> Specifically Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, okay. Cool. So, I picked yeah. Deathly Hallows Part 2. So Okay. We, That's influential for a different reason, but yeah. Yes. So, we have a spectrum. But I found the Harry Potter books by going to the book fair when we had the Heron Hoopla. Uh which was always the fair that was at the school, and we bought the first uh, two or three. We need, yeah, we need to speed up a little. That's okay. We've, we've been doing double, so... We have. So, your list is being shortened as mine is being shortened. <laughs> um, so I can definitely say, like, Sorcerer's Stone was a giant influence because I remember our school taking a field trip to go see it in theaters and just being mesmerized by the magic of it. But I chose Deathly Hallows Part 2 because it was just, like, it epitomized the, like, entirety of my childhood. And it was such, a, like, a, a cap on... For, I went with a lot of people in my high school. We all went as a group. And almost all of us, we just sat there and we're just like, that was my childhood. That, like, when the credits rolled for yep. that, that was the credits rolling on my childhood. Because yep. I was a senior in high school. So I mean, I was not. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know in like one of the other episodes I mentioned like how I got into Harry Potter, yeah. like the books and everything, and that movie just it just lit a fire in me because it that and Lord of the Rings, like those movies transported you. Yep. And we forget sometimes how much uh, how much credit should go to Christopher or Chris Columbus yep. for doing the Sorcerer's Stone. Like I mean that. He almost did the impossible by bringing that world to life. Yeah, and he found, like, a perfect cast. Like, it, it's it's hard to imagine those movies and say anything else, though, like, they talk about the fact that eventually it will be rebooted. It's it, it will never be what having those books and movies come out all together and having that, like, finale, it, it will never be that again. And yeah. it's because that was just, like, such a moment in time. And it's like, I... 
like it, it's a bias because I I grew up with it, but I feel very lucky to have grown up with that because it was such a, you know, you meet people and you can bond instantly over it. Yeah, and I mean, like how the Lord of the Rings is, it's hard to top that. I know they're making like the series mm-hmm. or whatever, but that was like one of the best adaptations yep. of a book. Uh, and in the same way, Harry Potter is one of the best, like, perfect adaptations yep. as far as uh, being faithful. Yep. Because they didn't change a lot. They, Some stuff they did. Like, there were minor things. But for the most part, they just had to cut out stuff. Yep. It was cutting out versus changing. Yep. So Just because of the nature of book to movie. Yeah. And it, like, say what you want about all of the stuff that's happening, like, nowadays with it. But that, in and of itself, like, I will never not love Harry Potter for any reason. And I will never, you will never be able to touch the feelings I had with that with anything else and it it's part of what made me love like magic it's part it and like lord of the rings can be lumped into this too it's part of what made me want to like write different worlds and have these big adventures and stuff like that's what made me want to like act and made me want to write and make just make stuff because i wanted to give people something that felt like that because i got that same yeah all I can do is agree, because yeah. you, you said everything perfectly. And that's a good thing, because Casey's having a struggle time. Yes. Okay. I have lots you of You go next. Uh, so I'll make this one quick. Uh, another one that did that for me, just on a movie level. Also, uh, I don't know if we're going to get to 10. No, that's fine. Uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The original Sam Raimi movie. Uh, when I saw that, I was just... Like, my love for comic book movies started there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always loved... Uh, the Batman movies, I grew up on those. Those were always around uh, and just part of who I was. Like, I was, a, I think, when I was three for Halloween, I was the Joker. And, like, that stuff was so influential. But going to see Spider-Man theaters, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the movie... That's the movie that really took off, like, really re-energized and revitalized the comic book movie as mm-hmm. we know it. If you go back, it's... We owe it so much to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. And I was just wanting to... All I wanted to do was flip around on webs and just do all the things. And Also, I don't care how much you hate Nickelback. The song for that movie is really good. No. that I I followed them religiously until I realized, oh, I don't like Nickelback. No. But I do and will always appreciate Chad, Chad Kroger's voice. He has a good voice, and that song is awesome yep the rest be that as it may yeah sorry that music video was very like in my brain oh yes during that time. uh and yeah it was just it was one of those movie going experiences where i was just like i came out just happy mm-hmm. just overjoyed so yeah spider-man uh there's, you can't tell that I like anything Spider-Man anymore. No, not at all. It's not like it's on my icon for this or anything. <laughs> all right, next for you. Um, well, to stay in that vein, uh, Iron Man. Mm. Like that—that that was the like I saw Spider-Man and I'd watched like superhero stuff as a kid. Like I watched Static Shock and I watched Batman Beyond and all that, and I'd seen all of the 
Batman movies out at that time. Like, all of the old ones. Because, like, my dad would watch them. But nothing hit me the same way Iron Man did. Like, I wanted to be Tony Stark. Like, I wanted... Like, I've talked about it before because we've talked about, like, what superpower we would like. I love anything to do with, like, technology and being, like, the smart person and being all... Like, all of that. I love it. And Symmetra. Just, yeah. Symmetra, too. Um, I, like... It's it's something I love. And just seeing that with Tony Stark and just seeing, like, his journey and all that, I wanted to be... Well, her name in the comics is Natasha Stark, though I still think the fandom name of Antonia Stark is uh, much more faithful. Uh, I I wanted to be the female version of Iron Man, and that was before uh, the Iron I, Lady. Wait, <laughs> I know. Right? Um, I've seen uh, fandom can often call her the Iron Queen, which Fair. I am perfectly fine with. Uh, and this is before Ironheart came out, hmm. so before Riri Williams. So I'm not trying to take away from Riri Williams because she's awesome. I just, this was before that. And I wanted to be like the five second cameo you see of the female Iron Man in uh, the Civil War comics for ever since. Uh, that movie is probably the one that made me want to be specifically a superhero. And to kind of go along with that, uh, that same year, that very same year, only two short months later, we find Casey returning from camp for a week. And there was a lot of new that awaited him when he returned. His mother had gotten a new car. The one that she still has to this day. And something happened. Something came out while Casey was away. And he said, as soon as... As soon as I get back. <laughs> if you want to know how I sounded... <laughs> At 15. <laughs> as soon as I get back, I want to see this movie. And, and were you a South Park child? <laughs> uh, Matt, as soon as I get back, we gotta get to see this movie. Okay, poopykins. And so we did. And that movie, ladies and gents, was The Dark Knight. Mm. I don't feel like I need to expound on this movie. Uh, like, if you want to talk mind-blowing... Me, out of that theater, I was just drained of everything. I was just like, I have peaked. <laughs> <laughs> I am 15 years old and I have peaked. I remember uh, we went to like, because the theater that we would always go to was in a plaza and they went to go get food or, or they went to go get something. And so I just sat in the car and I was sitting in the car for about 10 minutes and I was just, I was just, just completely still, just like, that movie! <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on forever about it and how it influenced comic books and blah, blah, blah. The Dark Knight. Heath Ledger. Like, all of it. Oh, my gosh. I keep, I, I'm not going to talk about it because we're long enough as uh, yeah, as, and, as we do. And anyway. I I will just add the note of that's the, my, the best Batman movie I've ever seen. Uh, it's... I have no question that it's on my top ten list of all time favorite movies. Easily. Well, I can tell you a thing. I know that if I could figure out what top my top ten list would ever look like, that would be on there. If we want to stay in the realm of we're giant nerds, um, Avengers. Yep, that's on my list. That, yeah, well, yep. there you go. Um, hmm, we're, our lists are coinciding quite well. 
Oh, it's almost like we get along. Well. Well. So Avengers was just like, it was the first movie of its kind. And it was the first time I realized like how big and how grand movies could get. Like the, the idea that it had built to this and we got it and it was such a great movie. Like it was feel good. It was heart wrenching. It was like everything I wanted in a movie and it's one of those ones like I will watch that movie whenever it's on because I just like it it it's one of those movies that just makes me happy like it, despite the fact that it made me so sad with Coulson he's not dead anymore spoiler alert it's been way too long uh, <laughs> it's been seven years has it really yeah oh wow so yeah um this, except for that part which always makes me sad um it it just like it it was the first to prove that you could do something like that. And people are trying to mimic that and, like, make that happen. And they're not willing to give it the time. I think it's the movie that just makes you want to go for it. Yeah. Just go balls to the wall. Just go crazy. Just go after it with everything you have. And for me, it's single-handedly the best movie-going experience I've ever had. Period. It, it was... Because you did the, you did the El Capitan. No, 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 no. This was one. this was like when it first came out. I wasn't I wasn't here yet. Oh. I wasn't here in California I, yet. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, and I mean it was it was about Ooh, barely it was it was like a little over a month before I moved to California. Oh, okay. So it was like a last hurrah kind of a thing. I think it might have been one of the last movies I saw before in theaters before moving here. So it was a triumph or like a big send off in that sort yeah. of way too. But we went to the, I went with some friends to the midnight release of it, and I will never forget this one guy that was sitting behind me, had a uh, Captain America shield, an Iron Man helmet, and a Thor hammer in his hand, and so we called him Captain Iron Thor, and everyone was so overjoyed for this movie, and just so excited, pumped, all of it, and it was just, everyone was just the whole time like everyone just freaked out in the best way That's although it took me yeah it took me uh i watched it like in a in my dorm room when the movie came out on blu-ray and i immediately started watching it when i went to bed that night again uh but i had to rewind it then because everyone freaked out the same part of puny god i, I was like i saw it in theaters twice with my, so I saw it again with my dad later on, and each time, so it took my fourth try of hearing this part of learning that he said puny god. <laughs> I, know, I didn't know what he said, because everyone would go crazy over that, and yep. I never knew what he said. <laughs> it, um, yeah. It's just awesome. Pure bliss. Yes. All right. Technically, it's your turn. No, all right. Uh... I'm going to say Troy is another one for me. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Like, to me, that movie... I saw Welcome later... Welcome back, Orlando get, Bloom. Yes. To uh, list. Yes, he is a common thread in a lot of this. Uh, it just... I saw it later that it didn't get the best reviews, but to me, it was just the sweeping war epic. I love war movies, and that one is just... It was the first time in scene I had seen so many of those actors. Mm, it's what made me like Eric Bana. Yeah, well, I recognized him from the Hulk, and so I had like seen some other people in movies, and so that's what got me interested. 
but there were a lot of other actors that I hadn't seen until that point. And that movie was just like, oh, with like the effects and the war. It was just such a huge scope. And I was just so in it. And like any sort of battle, like gladiatorial, anything, ancient Greece, all of it, I just can't help, I can't help but think of that movie. And it was as crazy and over the top and epic as it was, it was still grounded and you had interesting characters. Like, and that was the first time I'd seen people like Rose Byrne and all these other actors that I still love now. And just, to me, it sets the bar for like an epic tale. And it just, it also introduced me to that kind of history. Yeah. And I just, I love it. It's a really good movie. I had it on DVD, and I remember watching it a lot. The only thing, I got the, on Blu-ray, I got the extended cut, which adds a couple extra scenes, but they changed a few things, and it was, it's weird, because there's a couple of things I like better in the original cut. Uh, So I think that's one of the few times I might actually prefer the original cut, because uh, of the music during the Hector and Achilles fight, Mm -hmm. and then uh, the end credit song has lyrics in the original cut. It's just like boring music in the, in the in the director's cut. So, but yeah, I mean, to me it's it's one of those movies that set the bar for me if you're going to have like an epic tale or a war movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh going from that back into space. <laughs> back to space. Uh Wrath of Khan. I can't talk too much about it because Casey still has yet to see it. Um, but it was one of those ones where, like, I knew I liked Star Trek because I had grown up watching Next Generation and then I got, like, I spent a whole winter break watching the original series with my mom and then, you know, we got to the movies and just, it's, it's such a masterpiece of a movie and I love it and it's just, like, the feelings are all there, it, the tension, the everything and you can just see how much like they were into making this epic tale and it's one of those things where it's it's why like into darkness made me so mad because you took a movie that like into darkness is not a bad movie like i will say that full stop it's not a bad movie it makes me angry though because i love wrath of khan so much and it hits me every time i watch it like i can't not watch that and the movie that follows it um back to back because like i get upset during wrath of khan like it hits me every single time and in the those feelings are why like when i watch into darkness like i want to like it because i love the people in it and they're giving great performances but it makes me angry because they just it's like someone reached their hands into your favorite thing and just and that they didn't know anything about and just took out what they thought were the highlights and then we're like we're gonna make this our own and just like rearranged it all without caring that's how into darkness felt for me and so that's why like wrath of khan it like like i say i can't make top 10 lists because i'm not good at ranking things in a specific order it tends well to i hate to break it to you it's in there for you oh no <laughs> the thing is like if i I'm really bad at making top ten lists, but if I would say, like, if I had a top five favorite movies, Wrath of Khan is in there somewhere. But I don't know exactly where, because that tends to depend on my mood. 
so that's why I don't like top 10 lists. But it, it's like one of my top five, maybe even top three movies, just because of like how much I care. But mm-hmm. that's one of those ones that like that, that hit me hard. Uh, so I'm gonna do a quick, Fuck. a few lightning rounds. Sure. Uh, oh, you're getting emotional right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, just some quick ones I wanted to mention. Uh, The Mummy. At first I was scared of it, but then it just, it showed me how, like, action, horror, comedy, like, you could do a lot of different things in one movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I still think Brandon, Brandon Fraser's an excellent action star. The whole entire reason why I'm always just slightly disappointed with The Mummy right out here is because it doesn't have Brandon Fraser. I know. I'm upset too. And that... It's just That's why fun. we have to it's... get to Orlando before they decide to take that ride down. Exactly. Uh, but I love a movie that has everything. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a bit of this later. I like a movie, if you can give me action, comedy, drama, spectacle, visuals, performance, character, all of that. That's, it's like, I know it may sound like a lot to ask for everything. <laughs> but give me everything. If you have a movie that has everything, uh, another movie just as, as an example of that, is Indiana Jones, Raiders of the oh, Lost yeah. Ark. Indiana like, that movie great. has everything. It's got fun characters, action, great writing, uh, great spectacle, great visuals. Uh, it's funny, it's hilarious, it's tense, like, mm-hmm. dramatic tension, all of that. Uh, and so for me, that's definitely one of them. Uh, my Disney movie that influenced me in the same way that Mulan did for you, and still... I feel like the skinny version of him, Hercules. Hercules! Uh, it was another movie, or it was a movie where I thought I could will things into existence. Because for my birthday party, I was just like, you know what I really want? I want Hercules. I want to see that movie. I don't know why I really want to see it all of a sudden, but I want to see it. And then, like an hour later, when I opened up my presents, I had the VHS of Hercules. And I'm like, I have superpowers! <laughs> I'm a four-year-old god. <laughs> I control the universe. I just wish I had a video of like, like little just Casey. Mentally, four-year-old Casey was like, I control the world. And now that is not the case. I can't will anything into existence because that's not how it works. <laughs> I mean, it can be law of attraction, man. Well, four-year-old Casey makes a good argument for that. Um... Real quick, I need to talk about my love for the James Bond movies and all the things James Bond, because the GoldenEye game and all, like, that was Pierce Brosnan era, which was when I was growing up. My family, like, all of my family is huge, huge James Bond fans. Uh, I wrote down Casino Royale because I think that one might still be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and Skyfall. Skyfall was... was my very first James Bond movie. It's still one of, like, I love that movie, but... Like, I love it separate from being a James Bond movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, like, I I love Goldeneye. It's also one of my favorites, but I think it was just so attached to the the video game for me. Uh, But Casino Royale was just like, oh, you mean you can have an action, you can have a tough character, and you can give him dramatic depth? What? What? (laughs) And you can give James Bond dramatic depth? What? (laughs) And so that was a big turning point for me. And so that movie, like, the more and more I watch it, I'm like, it just got such good scenes. You're just like, ugh, with Eva Green. And I'm just like, yes, this is how, this is, duh, the, the love, the passion is palpable. So good. Such a good movie. Uh, but 
that was the one I picked out of the set. But yeah, just all the James Bond movies have a very large influence of like my action movie taste and everything. It's just because it was just it was something I grew up in, and it was just around me all the time. Okay. Your turn. Okay, so we want to do some rapid fires. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a lot of the movies that like make a big impact on me are because like I see them with people and I associate it with that and it makes like a stamp. So um, things like that are Mamma Mia, which like I associate that so hard with going to see it with my mom and it's why I refuse to see the second one because I know what's happening in that movie. Um, and it's one of those Thanks, where trailer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where every time I, I hear those songs and I see the thing, I just, like, I think about going to see that with her, and it, like, it hits me every time. And, so and it also has Mama in the title. It does have Mama in the title, and that <laughs> is what I call her. She is the Mama. Um, but it's also, like, I identified a lot with, like, the daughter also wanting, like, free spirits, but wanting to be connected and all of that. And it, it, was, it hit me, like, very specifically, because we saw it when we still lived in Florida. Um, and it was just like a very, like a very deep connection kind of thing. Um, but at least, you know who your dad is. I do. And speaking of my dad. So one of the things that I would bond over him about are things like star Wars and things like Chronicles of Riddick. And so one of the reasons like I like the Chronicles of Riddick so much is because I saw it with my dad. And so, we would he and i bonded over going to the movies and just seeing all the sci-fi stuff and so like i one of the reasons like i really fell in love with like the pitch black series is because i would go and see it with my dad and chronicles of riddick is my favorite of those and then we also uh he was the one who took me to see the phantom menace uh when it came out and it was like I was at the right age where the little boy in that movie was very adorable and I got I was like I like this kid he's cool yeah um and so that's how I got into Star Wars and that was very much his I'd like to counterfire the rapid fire of my own that was another one for me uh I saw Revenge of the Sith with I remember seeing they like Mm re-released the A New Hope and stuff in theaters I like can slightly remember that it's one of those like old images I still have uh, but I saw Revenge of the Sith with my dad in theaters, and I was like, oh, this movie is dark. Yeah. This movie is dark. And people can crap all of the, over the prequels all they want. I still like them, but the one I will stand up for more than the others is Revenge of the Sith. I'm like, yes. that one, it's, it's good. I mean, it has that lightsaber battle alone, man. Something else. Um, yeah. But yeah, just wanted to throw that in there. Ba-chow! Yeah! Um, and speaking of, like, birthday party things, the things I would always make people go to uh, for my birthday were the Pokemon movies. And so Pokemon, Pokemon 2000, I wrote down Pokemon 2000, but, like, all of those were huge things where I was like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm deep into this thing, and I would make people go see it. I was the only one of, like, the group of friends I was put into playdates with at that point like who liked it but i was like no we are going to see this i'm dragging all 12 of you girls to go see this movie with me um and then we're gonna puke in the limo <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo limo, limo ride to the mall limo puke that's when i learned i shouldn't ride in limos Good because sitting backwards in a car bad idea Good um also in the realm of movies i associate with people uh contact I really like that movie. It's, it's Which one is that? Contact is uh, Jodie Foster. 
Ah, uh, yes. Matthew McConaughey before yeah. he got crazy. Um, or before people knew he was crazy when he was still cast as, like, the handsome love interest and not the odd man in every movie. Um, and she, it's about her connection to her father and her, so, like, the parental connection. It's about her choosing whether or not to believe in God or whether there's things that are greater or what it all means and what the connection is. And it was also where you first learned to not trust the government. <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it, it opened my mind to the existentialism of reality in a way that, like, has heavily influenced how I view fiction. And I really love it. Um, most of the other ones I have left are silly movies. Cool. If you want, but I will uh, throw in one uh, negative influence that's also turned into a positive influence because, again, of influence influence in like writing, which is a uh, Little Nemo. It's not Finding Nemo. Yeah, I was like, wait, it, what? It's not Finding Nemo. It's freaking Little Nemo and Slumberland, and I hate it. I hate it with I've a fiery passion because the image of this boy, this little child, floating on a bed, flying away from the black nothingness, nothingness that is eating everyone, terrified me as a child. Like to the point where I was not okay. And that, but that that has inspired stuff that will show up somewhere in something I make someday. <laughs> but. I just I had to throw in that because like no one ever hears of it, but I hate it. Nice. I don't remember uh, why I ever saw the movie. Oh, also, random thing, just so people can ever see. If you ever want to really like f understand, if you've never taken drugs, and I never have, but the closest I can think of that was an experience of taking drugs in a positive way, is the point, which is the movie that was made by Ringo Starr of the Beatles, <laughs> and is a fun jaunt down what happens to a drug-addled mind. <laughs> Set to Beatles music. I'm sure it's happier than, say, Requiem for a Dream. Yes. <laughs> Way different. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so some quick ones for me. Drive. Oh, yeah. You have finally seen it. I have finally you seen got, it. After getting me the jacket. Yes. Uh, that, became a, that started my jacket obsession. That I've apparently now have to live up to every christmas yeah pretty much uh, <laughs> yeah i first drive i thought this movie was going to be more like a fast and furious kind of thing but no, it's not no it's not and it's better for it uh but it just it showed me it changed how i took i saw that movies could be like it it has a different style it uses music in the coolest way it it's has just, your man crush it's got ryan gosling doing his little gosling thing that was like the first time he started doing his little like i'm gonna not say much i'm gonna say nothing and everything i'm ryan gosling see i just stared for 10 seconds and now <laughs> i told you everything about my character and i'm like wow uh <laughs> yeah it's just ooze style and it, it was the first time i'd seen oscar isaac mm -hmm. and like and carrie mulligan like that was the first time i really grew attached to them and it's just just oozing with style and it made me realize that uh like around an hour and 49 minutes ish is about the perfect length for a movie because it's not too long it's not too short it's just like the perfect length you just need a light jacket all you need is a light white jacket with a scorpion <laughs> on it <laughs> but yeah stylish i like how everything was shot it's super cool, and when I moved to LA, it was the first thing I watched because it's set in LA. It's how you make cool movies. Yeah. 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 Uh, and 
next one of my last ones is uh, Inside Lewin Davis and this movie is one that like the more I watched it, the more I became enthralled with it and I would just like the music and the performance but I feel like it poetically shows uh, it also has Carrie Mulligan in a very different role uh, <laughs> but it shows it's a movie about the artistic struggle and like what we all go through and the just the the self beating down and just like how the world can beat you down when you're just trying to succeed mm-hmm. and it's just it how to succeed in sadness without really trying yes pretty much uh it and it's also kind of a cautionary tale in a way too uh i'll make you see it one day i know but uh it's just it's to me it's just like the perfect movie uh, and if you are an performer in any sort of way it'll just hit you right in the feels in the way you're just like oh it hurts me there's one scene and i the ironic thing is i wanted to perform a song from that movie for my college graduation and uh i tried and they're like come back a week from now try it again you're not quite there yet for it and uh i did and they still didn't let me do it and i just wanted to all i wanted to do was do a song for my friends and their families as a sort of farewell song and they wouldn't let me do it and they said we feel you're stronger in this and I was just like ugh because there's a moment where he looks the dude a guy looks him in the eye and says I don't see a lot of money here and it's just it every time I see that part it just tears me up inside and it's just something that that if you're an artist you have to see this movie because it just in a very raw way shows you and makes you it's just a perfect poetic painting of an artistic struggle uh and it's also funny in a lot of points too like it's the coen brothers there's just to me it's peak coen brothers and it's one of my favorite movies of all time i mean this is the best you've sold it to me ever yeah, I, I mean, I could I could definitely go on and on about that movie. I, some people hate it, and I completely understand why, but to me, it just hits me, and it gets me, and I, like, I feel like a piece of my soul is that movie. Like, that movie is one of my horcruxes. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you understand that movie, you understand a part of me. Also, The Lion King is really good. That's on my list, too. <laughs> and speaking of The Lion King, uh, that was the movie that I first ever remember being taken to the theaters to see. I don't know how old I was at that point. I know I was old enough that once Mufasa died, spoiler alert, uh, I started screaming, and my mother had to take me out of the theater, and we never went back in. Trauma. Childhood trauma. <laughs> and now I look up whether animals die in movies. Yep. You really do. Yeah, I will do it in the movie. <laughs> um, but speaking of movies that uh, eh, were like... That was my arm. <laughs> a, a, a turning point for you. Uh, this is... Uh, if you can't tell, Casey is a drama lover. And I'm a lover of things that make me happy. It's not even by choice. Like I, I It's lo- just who you are. But as a performer, I, 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 I lean a lot towards comedy most of the time. I don't know. It's just... And I lean towards things that just make me happy, like Nightmare Before Christmas, which was the first time I realized you really can love really creepy things and still have it be cute and fun, 
which has defined what a my night. <laughs> which has defined my entire life to this point. Um, it you I, are the hot topic poster lady. Yeah, I mean, there's the pop figure of the hot topic girl. You, you could just put my face on it. It, <laughs> it would be about the same. Um, but it was just one of those things where, like, I that was part of the way that I learned that, like, I'm not ashamed of the things that I like. And I know that, like, it's a cult hit and people love it and all that, but it was a big thing for me as a kid to see it and be like, I'm allowed to like these things that I like, and it's fine, and it was popular, so it's like, wow, it's not just me who likes these things. And it's just one of those movies that just makes me happy, and I watch it, and it's a Thanksgiving movie, people. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> it takes place between Halloween and Christmas. It does. What's there? November. Mic drop. So into mud. <laughs> my favorite movie, and it's sometimes it's funny because sometimes when I tell people uh, what my favorite movie is, they're like, "What?" Like they expected some sort of like Oscar bait movie and some sort of like like a film, uh, well, an artistic film, like an Inside Llewellyn Davis. Yes, like it has merit. It has. Uh, uh, my favorite movie is Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. That was the movie I watched fifty times, and that was the movie that just blew my mind in theaters and I had to see it because I was like oh it's got Legolas in it yep. so it's all full circle but uh, funnily enough I still consider uh, Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow as one of the best performances I've ever seen on film mm -hmm. like he just completely is that character in that movie I love I love all the movies say what you will about them you cannot deny the first movie and how good it is and no, that's how a great movie. fresh and like just in those characters, even Jeffrey Rush, Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, all those people, like their characters are so solid. But, uh, and just my love for Jack Sparrow was so strong. But the ironic thing is, when I went to see that movie, we all like, it was with my uncle again, it was my family and my uncle again. Um, but the. Full circle. You are the brother. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> uh, I missed Jack Sparrow's entrance because we had went, we had gone to eat before. I had stomach problems and I had to go to the bathroom. And then when I came back, Jack Sparrow was already introduced. Mm. Uh, so I missed his whole like boat sinking onto the dock. Thing. I missed all of that. But somehow it still managed to be my favorite movie. And when I saw it in theaters, I was like, I was afraid I was going to get scared. I didn't get scared. I was like, this movie is amazing. But once again, it has everything you could need performance acting which are the same things comedy drama action visuals everything uh it's that's why i watched every once i got that movie on dvd i basically i almost ruined it because i watched it every single night oh, without yeah. fail until lord of the rings <laughs> but uh it's just a movie i could almost quote the entire thing i'd seen it so many times uh, which reminds me, I need to throw in School of Rock. The reason why I like rock music. Okay, anyway, uh, another movie I could quote. But yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. I could go on and on forever. I mean, I loved that movie. I had it on DVD. I watched it all the time. It would always come back. It was paused in the same place, and I would because I would watch it before school. And I'd watch the rest of it when I got home from school. I also really loved that movie. Um, I'm gonna also finish with two things. Neither of which are any sort of uh, 
anything other than just completely they just bring me joy Marie Kondo would be happy um one is Eloise at Christmas time I love that movie I live my life to have the confidence of that six-year-old <laughs> <laughs> because it it's a movie that makes me happy I watch it every Christmas and I just want to be as happy in myself as she is. And it's one of those things, it reminds me of how I was as a kid that I grew out of that I'm trying to find my way back to. And I love it. And it just makes me happy and one day I will make you watch it. I have never grown out of my childish things, as you can see. I grew out of, no see, the thing is, I've never grown out of my childish things. I grew out of the confidence I had as a child into one of the most anxious people I've ever known. And I'm slowly making that better. Um, and then the other one that I have to say because it like left such an impact on me and it was probably one of the first things I can remember being like, I wish I was a part of that, was Jumanji. Because Robin Williams in that movie is amazing. Bonnie Hunt is amazing. You have, uh, whatchamacallit? Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. And I just like, I wanted, to, like, I wanted to be in all of it. And the... You wanted I, to be attacked by plants and monkeys. I loved... And the lion like I loved that one of my favorite scenes in a movie is like the tail on the keyboard and you look up and that lion face is there and it's all that I like if you want to talk about performances I just found fun I wanted to be like Robin Williams I wanted to be doing the things that he was doing and I loved the idea of being in this giant house that was filling up with water I didn't like the crocodiles but you know I was a kid I didn't quite understand what the death of it by crocodile would mean but like I was fascinated by like these happenstances happening and just being on this adventure and all these other people around you are like, what the heck is going on? And I like the rhino at the end of the stampede that can't keep up. <laughs> I, I never felt connected to an animal as much as I felt connected <laughs> to an animal. <laughs> man. Talk about a metaphor for life. Right? That movie's uh, got layers. It, it does. And it's one of those things where, like, I'll watch other things and I'll see people from that movie. I'm like, it's the person from Jumanji. Yeah, David Allen Greer, yep. man. And that was that was, my, <laughs> that was my dad's favorite. He always talks about that part. He's just, the way he screams. Where he's, when he's just floating by on the door and then they see the thing go by and he's just and like, he's like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and um, Best the, movie the, cop And the ever. other lady who plays the ant. Yes, she's yeah. in stuff. Yeah, she does a whole bunch of stuff, and it's. Is just, she on Frasier? Something like that. I don't know. I never watched Frasier. Did not. But I, rem I remember it being on once, and I was like, oh, "It's the end." <laughs> and so I just like I loved everything about it, and then it had like time paradoxes, and it had like oh, it, was, it was being stuck in a wall and spitting out dice. No uh, floor. He's in the floor. Oh, you're right, right. He's right. like, put the dice in my mouth. And if you, if you want to talk about, like, things I can quote, I just, like, I loved it. And I grew up loving Robin Williams. I watched Jumanji. I watched uh, Aladdin. I watched Flubber. I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I watched Jack once. Never again. Um, but, like, I would watch all of those things. And that was just the one that, like, hit me so much. Like, I want to be a part of this fun. Yeah. I'm Because it just looks fun. Because my sister and I would alternate almost every night of uh when we went to bed it was like my choice night for what we watched yeah and so many times i picked jumanji <laughs> it's so good and it was the reason that movies were banned from being brought to my uh elementary school because you brought it because i brought it, it and it scared kids 
And thus, we were not allowed to bring movies anymore. Worth it. <laughs> I made a difference. <laughs> <laughs> and you can too. And that's a great way to end this podcast. You can make a difference with the help of Robin Williams. Yes. R.I.P. R.I.P. You were great. Still are. How do you want to end? By telling people that they can hear us again next week right here on whatever podcast thing that you're using to listen to this? Yep. Case Crusader for me. And I'm Amory by the Sea. And we will not see you next time. And you will not see us, but you will hear us. Goodbye! Goodbye! We love movies!